after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. During the time of King Herod, Magi, or wise men, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them, Where is the Messiah was to be born? They shuddered and said, In Bethlehem, in Judea. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard that the king had said that, they went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. When they opened their treasures, presented him with gifts of gold, of frankincense, and of myrrh. And of having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and he left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so it was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity. Who were there, they were two years old and under. In accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi, then what was said to the prophet of Jeremiah was fulfilled. The voices heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel will be weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. everyone thanks for checking out another 316 podcast i am clayton from 316 creative works this is a co-production with faith theater company so a huge uh, shout out to our sponsor faith theater company uh before we get into this uh true life crime of the bible for this uh episode we want to thank our favorite people in the world first of all we want to thank larry and sandy uh, we want to thank our technical producer who is justin the house manager danielle our creative producer who is esther 
And, of course, thanks to our new studio sponsors, uh, the boys over at Payrock, my new company, and uh, to Delo for Delo Studio Designs. Hey, guys, today I am super excited and honored to have my good friend, my pastor, uh, Pastor Bob, in the studio with us to unpack this true life crime of the Bible. First of all, let me say, uh, Bob, Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. So we're publishing this, uh, and it's the middle of November, but this is coming out the day. So if you're listening to this for the first time, you are hearing this the day after Christmas 2021. Now, because we're talking into the future, we're not sure how it's going to go. But I do know already that it's been a busy season for Bob. So let's put ourselves here on uh, December 26th. Uh, you've gone through four or five uh, live performances of Behold the Wonder. Yep. You've gone through all of the Christmas services, so yep. five, six, seven yep. of those, yep. just in Dyer alone and at all the campuses. And you've spent um, a couple uh, services over Thanksgiving, and then you spent the, the, the last month doing your normal job on top of that. So... So as you sit here today, you're feeling looking pretty good. But as we're listening to this live on December 26, you're probably beat up. It's fair. And you probably need a good break. And so we probably won't see you for a no. couple of days or a week or so. No, after, actually, after this. It, actually, I, this year I've chosen to continue on after Christmas. Oh, okay. Take a little break. My wife and I have talked about it. And she said, sometimes you're such a zombie after yep. Christmas and the, all the holidays that you need to need to be forced to go. Yeah. So, so we're going to I'm going to work and then I'm going to take a break for a week. Good. So yeah, I'm Good. excited about it. True Life Crimes of the Bible. There mm-hmm. Bob, there you you know the Bible. You've read it once or twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> you went to school, you went to school for for chronology. You're a professional. Uh, uh, yeah, uh whatever. So you you not, there's not a, there's not a lot of people that know this side of the Christmas story. It's pretty interesting that that we chose on Christmas this year to not do the famous Luke 2. Everybody knows the Luke 2, right? Even right. I mean even Charlie Brown knew Luke 2. Yep. Um and and this story is not in Luke. As a matter of fact, this is the only time that this story is is told is in Matthew. It seems like this probably happened after the Luke 2 story. Mm-hmm. So what was going on that the, these wise men or these magi would go look for Jesus? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, there's two main characters in this story that you just read. There's Herod. Yeah. And then there's these wise yeah, men. Yeah, wise men. Yeah. So when I look at the nativity scene under, under my Christmas tree, I've got, I've got the old barn— I've got the I've got the angel hovering in the air, right? He's attached to the top of the barn. I've got little baby Jesus in the manger, right? I got I've got Mary, I've got Joseph, I've got a couple of sheep and a couple of cattle. I've got a couple couple guys in peasants' robes. I'm assuming those are the the shepherds. Then I got two or three really wealthy looking guys wearing crowns, bringing gifts on camels. That, that's supposed to be the magi, right? Yeah. But but this would indicate that this was like two years later. Yeah. So, yeah, I hate to pop the bubble, but yeah, that that, that, that this crime scene, yeah, uh, this true life, what do you call this? This true, true life crimes of the Bible. Yeah, thanks for doing Bible, your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Bird. Um, no, it, that is a little bit of a popping of the bubble because people 
tend to think that it's same day story. Yeah. But it's highly unlikely. Yeah. And it's highly unlikely that it's three. Because yeah. Three because it's gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Could have been one. Could have been ten. Yeah. But exactly. it didn't necessarily. So, so they had three gifts. Yeah. This this group of wise men had three gifts. So that's how we think it was three. Yep. Magi. Yeah, could easily have been. And it's 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 got to be part of the Christmas story, though, right? Although it's in a, in a it's in a different uh, book, and and it clearly happened two years later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. part of the the Christmas story because they they brought gifts to him. Um, where where were these uh, wise men from? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be frank. We can't add to the scripture to take it away. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to say something that would be extra biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they were believers. I think they were. So they were worldly men. Yeah, probably got really into astrology mm-hmm. and prophecies. They were from the east. From the east. Uh, and and so east of uh, Israel, uh, Judah, Bethlehem would be Turkey, Asia. Jordan. Somewhere over yep. there, right? Mm-hmm. And it took them a while of travel, right? Yeah. We don't know how long. Nope. Uh, we, so we have no idea how long it took them to get back. Joseph, uh, Jesus' Jesus's father, was still alive at the time. Now, yeah. there, there comes a time in the, in the Bible later that Joseph is, is no longer talked about. Yep. And, and, then, and then is there reference later that, that his father did die? No. There's, there's just, there's, they just stopped referencing him. That is correct. So he's referenced here. Yes, he so is. So Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus, is alive because an angel of the Lord appeared to him yep. and said, Rise and go. Go to Egypt because Herod is going to kill your son. Yes. And this is so that prophecy was fulfilled? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Herod, I don't think any... Uh, Normal Christian has the the full knowledge of how wicked and evil Herod was. Is Herod the guy's name, or was Herod like saying the president or the mayor? What do you think? Well, I you know as a as a kid, I, you know I was born and raised as dysfunctional as I was. I was born and raised in a Christian home in a in a Christian community, so I got a lot of Bible stories. I always thought like Pharaoh was Pharaoh's name, and it was strange that. That he lived for so long, I didn't know that it was a different pharaoh. Right. So, so when I became an adult, I I had heard that there the pharaoh was like a title. Right. Uh, Caesar was a title. Right. And one of those Caesars was Julius. Yeah. So I don't know what to think about Herod. Because there's a bunch of them. Ex- there are. Except that I think that was his name. But did the did the other Herods just take that name? Herod Antipas. You know, I'm probably a little bit out of my lane on that. Uh, I mean, there's Herod Antipas. There's Herod. All I know is that this Herod was incredibly self-centered. Any single person that got near him in terms of that he sensed insecurity that this person was trying to take over, he had him killed. I mean, he had his own kids killed. So so, So this Herod died... Before Joseph took Mary and Jesus to Nazareth. Therefore, this is not the same Herod who was alive when Jesus was put to death on the cross. That is fair. Different Herod. Correct. But called Herod nonetheless. Yeah. 
So this Herod was Roman? I, you know what? I don't like these questions because I don't want to be like the Bible flunky. No, no, no. A lot of this is um, kind of conjecture of what's going on. We, I know. We think that. We think that this was part of the Roman world, Correct. Right. right? Because at the at the fullness of time during during the Roman Empire is when Jesus was born. Yeah. And so Herod felt like his kingdom was threatened. Was threatened. Yeah. So he actually went kind of figured out how how old this young king was to be. Putting him at around two years old then. Yep. And so then Herod said, once the Magi came back and didn't tell him exactly where he was, right? Yep. So Herod actually said, I want to kill every boy two years old and younger. Yeah. He's a pretty vile person. Did that actually happen? I, I assume it happened. I mean, you would think, right? I mean, Absolutely. you would think if, if, if Herod. He, he's the. He's the, the king, highest. Right? Yeah. He's the highest level authority. So they went. So his men, I'm, I'm assuming, Roman soldiers, right, centurions or whatever, they they went through the town of Bethlehem and the vicinity. Yeah. Now Bethlehem wasn't big. No. Nope. Little farming town. But still. I mean, it was big for that day. Yeah. Bethlehem's a lot smaller. So. Roman soldiers or whoever went through house to house looking for two-year-old boys and killed them. Yeah. Can you imagine that scream? The doors, they didn't have doors and windows like we do in their houses. I can't imagine the horror of that. I mean, remember the whole story of Moses being hidden because of that same kind of thing? And I I just, I don't even want my mind to go there about what the neighborhood would, if you see a two-year-old, I'm sure the parents were hiding the kid, running. Yeah, it just, but I guess it speaks to me so incredibly vile about who Herod was and and how dark he was that he he was intimidated by a baby. Right. What's going on in the in the Magi's head? Uh, we, we we we're not we're not sure. We we don't think that they were necessarily believers of the one true God. More than likely, uh, Eastern uh, descent, so more into astrology. Yep. Right. Studying the stars. Um, what do you think they're thinking when the angel of the Lord appears to them in a dream and warns them to go back a different way and and not talk to Herod? They, I mean, they must know. That they are in the presence of something amazing, right? I think so. I think they were stunned. Um, you know, like, like like the shepherds, right? I mean, we, we we know from Luke two that the shepherds were amazed. Yeah. Right, because the 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 night light, the the night sky, you know, lit up. Uh, how how amazing, you know, was that? Yeah, I I think too. You know, they're coming there and they're studying, following the star, and they're. Imagine having that conversation. Like, what, what are we going to f- come upon? But something happened where they they were stunned as well. Yeah, I mean it. The presence of the Lord must have. There must have been some kind of Shekinah glory of God that was present yeah. for them to defy Herod, 
who they know would kill them. They would kill them. Yeah. And and there's no indication that Herod ever got back to them. Nope. Ever found them, whatever. Uh, no social media back then, so he, he, he wouldn't have been able to Google them. Nope. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's incredible. And so most people don't know a, the true life crime of the Christmas story. Would you actually consider this part of the Christmas story? Absolutely. Um, because it's the king kingship of Jesus Christ that yeah. was at stake here. Well, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't even think about that. That's that's actually what is at stake, right? I mean, a, a king was born, uh, a rival king went to kill him. Yeah. Um, and and that baby king was saved. Could you could you imagine? And now we've talked about this just creatively before in the past. Is if what if there was no Jesus, right? What if there was no Christmas? Or what if there was no Easter, right? Right. Um, could you imagine if Herod had succeeded? Right. I mean, don't, when you read the scriptures, I have to be honest with you. What went through my mind was the sovereignty of God. That yeah. again, and it's that His unbelievable control over every single thing, down to our cells yeah. and how we're formed. But the fact that He knew exactly what to do to protect Jesus the king of the Jews, the king of the world, the yeah. light of the world, by saying, hey, Joseph, here's a dream. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, and that, so much of that was fulfilling of prophecy. Yep. So that was from thousands of years before that, how, how that was so tightly orchestrated to actually be a part of Old Testament prophecy. Yeah, that would be, that'd be kind of cool yeah. to be in that V8 moment. I mean, for the younger viewers, V8. Yeah, surprise, you know. Kind of. yeah. But I think there would be that sense of, oh my God, literally, yeah. you just this makes all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. Yeah, and that's what prophecy about in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Well, I I hate to sully or stain the Christmas story, oh. but the truth is, there was violence all around Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he he was born and and virtually raised in a time of violence, right? Yeah. Now, now because of the Roman occupation uh, of Jesus' birth at the time and death at the time, is there was actually world peace. Yeah. The world may not have liked it. Right. But, but there was no wars or battles or any of that no, garbage going on knowledge. back then. No. Uh, because Rome was just in charge they of everything. Were. Um. So the so the Jews uh, Jesus. Being one of them, uh, was born during a peaceful time, but a, a, a time also against the Jews. A peaceful time in the earth, but in the heavenlies, light and darkness at war. Don't forget that. Herod was evil, dark, yeah. and Jesus led the world. And I was stunned when you read it because I'm going, that's right. These wise men literally sided with the light because something right. they knew was cosmic divine in this, that they would right. defy. Yeah. So I think you're right. On earth, there was relatively peace, but yep. in the heavenlies, this was yeah. war. Battle. Wow, that's amazing. Would you, uh, would, you, would you love to see some of that heavenly stuff, or do you think it would be too terrifying that mortal men like us wouldn't, wouldn't dare <laughs> want to check that out? Well, from time to time, I think I see that in ministry. Yeah. I see uh, glimpses of the battle of darkness and light, mm-hmm. and, and I can't imagine that the... The magnitude of what it's like in the in the heavenlies. Yeah. Um, I see pieces of it here on earth. You and I have shared in, in yeah. stories of that, yeah, yeah. and it's real and it's raw. But it's a 
little glimpse of what. Oh boy. I mean, again, I'm I'm just a big fan of how this passage just jumps out at me at the cosmic fight between mm-hmm. Herod, yeah. evil, yeah. willing to kill any two year old because he's he he knows there's another possible king. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And true life crime, like a detective would want to know how, when, and where. And I I just think it's hard to have my mind go there about how how many two-year-old boys there were, Yeah, how they actually died. Ugh, too much. Well, we'll go back to talking about positive things. Yeah, right? there I we mean, go. Uh, Luke, Luke 2, right? We got the shepherds. We got uh, we got the Virgin Mary, right? We got Joseph. And and that was all pretty, pretty peaceful because, you know, no crying he makes. <laughs> and Jesus didn't cry, right? Uh, come on, Clayton. It was nice and warm. You're, you teed me up too well there. <laughs> it was nice and warm in the stable. That, right? that song is annoys a lot of theologians. Yeah. Um, Did Jesus cried. Um, and they, they um, she was a 14-year-old girl. Possibly. More than likely, right? Possibly. And, and Joseph, just because culturally back then, yeah. Joseph was probably 25. Um, what, what was Mary going through? I mean, other than just childbirth. I mean, she knew, right? I mean, because, because an angel of the Lord, not the angel, but an angel of the Lord said to Mary, do not be afraid, you have found you have been Faith. found in favor with yeah. the Lord is upon you. I mean, yeah. for crying out loud, a 14-year-old girl, I don't care if she's a 40-year-old girl, uh, God said to her, you will be the chosen vessel for my birth into humanity. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's crazy because all moms do that. They what, Moms that give birth, they go, I birthed this yeah, child. This, yeah, this and that's thing. sinful people by nature. Yeah. But I can't imagine what she was saying. Okay, I'm going to give birth to the Son of God uh, by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It, yet there was a, there is astonishing, I don't raise her to the level of uh, the Roman Catholic Church. Right. But I, I also don't put her down like, yeah. oh, she's an average woman. No, no, no she no, was special. She was amazing. Yeah. And I think she had a, I think she really had tremendous faith. Mm-hmm. Um, painful, no doubt. It was a natural childbirth. Um, Scared. Yep. She had to walk 80 miles, right? Yep. Uh, we've known that because we, we studied the gospel according to Joe when yep. he wrote that. It was oh, yeah. From where her which and is very good, by the way. From where her and Joseph were from to, to go back to Bethlehem, which was, you know, David's hometown, was about 80 miles. Uh, and she was nine months pregnant, right? Yeah. We've sac- we, we, we've sugarcoated Christmas. Yep. Uh, Two thousand years later, sanitized, sanitized it. it right. It's um, so it's all clean now. And uh, though it happens on a beautiful Christmas night, it was nice and warm and cozy. Um, you know the the cows were were lowing. Yeah, right? the baby no crying. Um, we don't know when Christmas was. Nope. That's another popping of the bubble. Yeah. Could have been in June. Yeah, there's some scholars that I really respect that like to lo- lean towards the May June. We uh, we picked Christmas because uh, it was a pagan holiday of harvest festival, right? Yeah. And so, in order I'm okay to, with that. In order to disguise uh, our religious ceremony, 
We did it during a normal worldly ceremony, right? right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you're you're a pastor and uh, you preach Jesus. You're an evangelist. You preach Jesus. Yeah. What's so special about Christmas? Wow. I mean, I mean, that is so huge a question. What's so special about Christmas? Um, for me, as a pastor, at least start with me as a human being. Yeah. I have nothing. I'm dead in my sin. I am eternally punished. But the birth of Jesus was the moment where my life had hope. I know I wasn't even born yet, obviously. But I people say, when were you saved? I'd say, when Christ came. On Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas it's Day and then the cross and death and resurrection. But it for me as a person, it means everything in the world. It's me, as a pastor, it means that is my good news, that there is hope. There is forgiveness of sins potentially for all eternity. Yeah, it's everything in the gospel. Um, enough so that you have staked your entire life on that theology slash mythology. I'm going to call yeah. it mythology for a world audience who believes it to be like Greek right. made up, right. Right? Right. the right. virgin, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You've staked your entire livelihood being everything on this story. Yep. Yeah, and I, I have to challenge anybody who's listening that they should, first of all, they should check the historical facts. I mean, I, I did that. I remember when, you know, a typical grew up Christian home, go off to college. I'm like, am I believing this just because my parents told me I had to believe this or I believe this? So I went on my own little journey. And, and one of the things I did is I had to figure out the facts. Is, is there, was there really a man outside of the Bible named Jesus? And yeah, there was. And then I had to go through the, um, you know, the, the gospel stories and say, okay, do they all match? And for me, there was, yeah, there was a match. But I think ultimately it came down to belief and experiencing this by faith. I, I really, really believe that there's a man named Jesus who came to this world, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and buried, ascended to heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and he'll come again. So it was worth staking your entire life on? Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt, I tell Jesus that often. So that's what Christmas means to you. And let me, but let me, let me phrase it a different way. There's a magicness to the Christmas season too, isn't there? Like what? Like what yeah. is it? Why? Glenn, why you're good. Why, why do I? Eat, why do I feel yeah. the warm fuzzies? Yep. I think it's a Holy Spirit. Christmas. I think there's a Holy Spirit thing. I think it's pretty fascinating that even though America is, you know, freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. But you go into a mall, they're playing literal yeah. Christmas yeah. music with yeah. Jesus' yeah. name, the Son of God, yeah, a little born, town, right? a little town. Right. Um, you see Christmas lights. If you root, if you go and trace everything its roots at Christmas season, it's about a man named Jesus. Right. And that still, I still believe it has to do with the Holy Spirit's work, that the world is knowing. I mean, you're, they're going to have people know the Christmas story that are not, you know, Yeah. I've had friends uh, say to me something about Christmas. They would say something like, what's well, the most holy day of the year? Uh, that's an old kind of Catholic, old Lutheran traditional way of saying. And I would correct them by saying it's not the most holy day. Of the year. Every day is holy. It, Christmas probably didn't even happen on Christmas. Right, right? Christmas right. probably happened in June or July. But they're not entirely wrong. For the most part, in America anyway, Christmas night, Christmas Eve, Christmas night, the country stops. And we celebrate love, 
each other, family gifts. Not Jesus. Un, not under, right, not understanding that we're actually celebrating Jesus, right? Yeah. Well, and I think there's also a side in which it recalibrates. Christmas recalibrates even nominal Christians because yeah. there's a lot of people that will, you know what? Honey, we should go to church. Yeah. Or honey, let's read the Luke 2 passage. Um, and there's a lot of people thinking about Jesus. Does it remind them of their childhood, of better days? That's a good question. I'm certainly yeah, – Nostalgia. I think so. I think there's that playing into it. Um, or or is it God's orchestration of, of lifting up the name of Jesus? Yeah. It's got to be something physical, right? We've talked about the physicality. But there's got to be something also continuing supernatural about it. I think so. Right? Magical uh, about God's story being proclaimed. Mysterious. The mystery. Yeah. Um, mystery of the birth. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um. One last question. Is Christmas the same in Florida? It's very interesting. Physically, it's in their backyard a lot of times because it's <laughs> right. in the canal. I remember going to see Lori's mom and dad live in Florida, and we'd go for a ride in the canals, and uh, everybody decorated the backwards uh, side of their house. The palm trees and on the back. I mean, I think it's possible. It's kind of funny to go down there during Christmas season because uh -huh. it's like – Really? Because it's really warm. But the funny thing is their weather is closer to Jerusalem and yeah. in Egypt it is, than, yeah. than a little further south. We've we've sanitized it to be snow yeah. and when I do like Christmas Eve snow if it, if that's allowed in this true crimes Bible. Yeah, Christmas Eve snow and then by Christmas Day it's gone, right? Well yeah. watch out because uh we're actually predicting to get about a half inch of snow uh in the next twenty four hours and it's only November eleventh. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. This is a co-production with Faith Theater Company, and this is a true life crime of the Bible. Uh, this passage is actually found in Matthew 2. So if you're looking for our accuracy of Scripture, Matthew 2 is the only time the, the visit of the Magi uh, is recorded and the death of the two-year-olds around Bethlehem. Guys, thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, guys.